Sticky Darkside from the Howling Ewoks, and you're listening to the Escape Pod cast. This episode was taped in front of a live studio audience of stark, raving mad, howling Ewoks. Evil sucks. One is a Grand Arena specialist from the UK. The other is a Territory Battle Tactician from the US. Together, there are no signs of intelligent life on board. With both having played this game since launch, the one thing we are sure of is that you will be entertained. The Escape Pod Cast, a service of the Escape Pod Castaways. A weekly podcast about the mobile game Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Live from the network studios of Yavin 4, here are your hosts, Neil Andrew Eyre and Paul Anthony. Coming up on this week's episode of the Escape Pod cast. Baby Yoda is finally here. Technically, it's IG-11, Neil. Baby Yoda is here. Fine, Neil. More wonderful updates pending with the game's anniversary fast approaching. You know, I have some theories that we could, you know, maybe throw out there for things that we could find out. You know, maybe a certain return of a character. Yes, mate. And it looks like we're finally going to get to sim the tank raid. I'm excited. Oh, and don't forget about the inclusion of extra shards on those extra crispy bronzium recipes. Uh, I'm just happy that CG Doja Fett saw my reminder for the tank raid. Yeah, Neil, I'm sure that it's all because of your CG Doja Fett video. Exactly. Well, I I do know that we have a guest on that uh, that did trivia like I do. He's from a channel called Smarty Pints Trivia. <laughs> you said pants. No, no, Neil, I said pints. And the viewers will get to know this uh, friendly, friendly someone from outside the Swaga community today. Yes, they will. All this and breaking news as and if it happens. Right here on the Escape Pod cast. The Escape Pod cast news. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Escape Pod cast. I'm your host, the Nev, and as always, I'm joined by my hetero life partner, Paul. Paul, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right, Neil. It has been a very, very interesting week for me. Jealous um, much? What? Jealous much? Oh my God! Is that that's okay, it? That is what you were reading earlier. Holy cow! That is a ten ten cents you got. So for our podcast audience, you are holding up a copy of A New Hope. Hmm. It doesn't ha. It doesn't say A New Hope though. It just says George Lucas Star Wars. Yeah, you're you're holding up the the. A copy that you got for 10 cents at the 10 cents. Store. Yeah. I can't tell if it's a first edition or if it's a second edition paperback. Regardless, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. 10 cents. Walked in, walked in, bookshelf right there by the door, started looking, saw Star Wars and Return of the Jedi, pulled them off the shelf, didn't care how much they cost, turned to look how much they were. All books in that thrift store were 10 cents on that day. <laughs> well, for, for me, uh, my good news is I can now talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I am uh, I am transitioning to a new job. 
um, starting uh, the first of the month next month. So excellent. Yes, that'll be interesting to. Uh, we'll we'll see if we have to do any pre-records. They they talked about you know making sure that I'd be available for this, um, for the show. So that I don't think we're going to have to do any pre-records, but it will make it easier, Neil. Mm-hmm. We can go overseas and do pre-records for the interviews now. I don't have anybody. I don't have to go anywhere for this. Exactly. So, so we, we can do we can do pre-records with people that, you know, need to record up what is effectively like morning or mid-afternoon or early afternoon um, because, you know, they're on the other side of the world or not quite on the other side of the world or at the top of the world or the bottom of the world or, you know, in Detroit. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> you caught me off guard with that with that punchline. <laughs> Made you laugh. That was the intention. Oh, that was good. That was good. All right. So when we last left our intrepid heroes, we found about found out about the whole shard economy changes. Um, where they're gonna have original recipe and extra crispy characters. Yeah. The original recipe characters will stay original recipe for one year and then they'll become extra crispy characters where they'll they'll drop twice as much but award half the amount of shard shop currency. Well, no no no, it's not it's that that you'll you'll get the exact same amount of shard shop currency. They're just doubling the price well, of things. Okay, so what the way to to clarify it, if it's original recipe the first year of the character being out, it will drop and it will be worth 30 shards in the shard shop. Oh, right. You're talking about the, yeah, yeah. You're talking about the first 12 months of a new character. Yes. Right. And if you get um, extra crispy characters, that is going to be 15 shards, but you're getting twice as many shards. So don't don't forget the, don't forget the, um, the raid ones as well. The raid ones don't class. Uh, the raid ones aren't going to get classed as legacy ones either. You, yeah, you're only going to get original recipe. You're only going to get uh, you're only going to get thirty um, thirty per shard for them one as well. Yeah. Which is which is which kind of sucks, really. When most people are like simming the pit raid and, and getting ten hand solo shards every single time, it's like, what really? It's only going to get me. <sighs> 300 that sucks <laughs> it's like why can't i have 600 i think people i think those ones should have been double because because of the well, because no, of the they, double they because of the doubling in price because of the doubling in price yeah um, they do the, no no the raid one i thought the raid ones were uh, in the post i'm sure that they said that the raid ones weren't gonna be uh, a du- uh weren't gonna be doubling in value i'll i'll look that up once yeah we'll have to double check the monologue here um but we also do have. Do, do we want to talk about IG Eleven and Baby Yoda and, and remind people about the kit itself? Uh, I mean, we can. You you can if you like. I mean, we went over the kits before, didn't we? I could have swore we went over the kits we last did. week. Yeah, we, we did. did. But I mean, we, you if you want to touch on them real quick, I can I could go get that answer. Yeah, go get that answer. Okay, so so why don't you tell people about the kit of IG Eleven? Baby Yoda. No, IG-11. Baby Yoda. With Baby Yoda on the front. Baby Yoda. 
IG-11 is just tagging along. <laughs> it's the other way around, but you go ahead. Okay, you go ahead. I'm just trying to find. I'm just trying to find the post. Just trying to find the post while you're bringing that uh, that article up, and that's fine. So I can go ahead and stall along with you. Yeah. While okay. you bring that article up, you know. Okay, let's have a look. May, may, maybe you'll find it in Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll find it in Detroit. You know. Okay, so uh, let's let's go over. Let's, let's go there over go. the unit name, Baby Yoda. Alignment light categories light side healer droid droid why would it be a droid it's a green alien scoundrel maybe uh, versatile healer with strong scoundrel and droid synergy still don't understand why it's a small baby alien uh, okay so <laughs> abilities basic sensory advantage and the graphics on it look awesome deal physical damage to target and to the weakest enemy if all enemies are debuffed uh, IG-11 recovers 20% protection, which is going to work lovely with Quill's AoE shock. Uh, special one, function protect, cooldown three. Final text, deal physical damage to all enemies and inflict tenacity down for two turns. Enemies with shock or damage over time are dealt physical damage for a second time. And then IG-11 taunts for two turns. Now, the, the, the video for this is awesome. He actually targets all individuals. So he fires a shot at everybody in the squad. And then they kind of, you know, do the react. It looks great. So it's not just a, it's not just, you know, a spray, spray and hope. He actually targets each. um, I do. I do have the answer, but go ahead and uh, give people the Reader's Digest version of of Baby 11. Yeah. Or IG Yoda. IG, IG, IG Baby Yoda. (laughs) <laughs> okay, that, that, special two, nurse, droid, protocol, cooldown three. Uh, target ally recovers health equal to 30% of IG-11's max health. So we know what we're modding him up to. And all other allies recover half that amount. If IG-11 is taunting, he gains a stealth, uh, heal stealth up and retribution for two turns. Droid and scoundrel allies gain foresight for two turns. Now, here's the kicker. Um, I'm just wondering, half of... Yeah, 15% is still pretty decent, actually. Yeah. Unique Zeta, child's favor. At the start of battle, IG-11 gains max protection equal to 20% of his max health. If Quill is an ally, IG-11 gains 40% instead and gains taunt for two turns at the start of each encounter. Whenever another scoundrel or droid ally attacks during an enemy turn... IG-11 assists limit once per ally. So he's like, baby, it's like the, the he's, it's like the equivalent of Chewie's, isn't it? When Chewie's with rebels, because Chewie assists, doesn't he? Chupio, yes. sorry. Um, yeah, Ch- Chupio. Chupio, yeah. At the start of IG-11's turn, he dispels all debuffs from droid and scoundrel allies. Oh my god, that is boss. Oh, this is such an awesome unique. For each debuff dispelled this way, IG-11 inflicts damage over time for two turns on a random enemy, which can't be evaded. So put put this in your dot team. Put this in your Vader dot team. But yeah, you could put him in a Vader dot team, yeah. Oh, and by the yeah. way, why isn't Vader part droid as well? Yeah, good point. Exactly. See, he, he should be. He should be part droid. He's he's more machine than man. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna find that. I'm gonna find that line. Because I <laughs> I'm gonna find that line because I've okay. got that book. So a reminder that anything that is not accelerated is going to be on original recipe. Mm-hmm. So accelerated, or as I call them, the uh um as I, as I like to call them, the extra crispy characters, does not have Han Solo in the list, does not have General Kenobi in the list. So there's... You are going to get 30... If you get 10 Han Solo shards, you will get 30 shard shop... Or 300 shard shop currency. So yeah. you get 30 for each. Yeah. But that will that essentially is doubled what you're getting now because you only get 150. Right. Okay. So it does it does work out in your favor. Okay. If it works out in, if it works out in our favor, great. Yep. The only thing that's going to be bad about the entire thing, if you will, is the fact that you will not get double the character bombs from the shard shop or from bronzium packs. Mm -hmm. So you don't need to go redeem them all now. If you haven't done it yet, don't worry about it. I'm not, I just, I can't be, but you know, I got it down to like a hundred thousand on each of my accounts and I just lost the will to keep clicking. (laughs) So it's, I'm like, yeah, no, just can't be bothered. I can't. It's just too many. It's too many click, 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 skip, click, skip, click, skip. It's just, it's too much. You know, I've done a dear CG dojo about this. They need to do them in tens. They need to do them in tens. You know, if they're going to do chromium packs in eights, they can do bronziums in tens. You know. So I have spoken. Now, it still makes sense. Um, it still makes sense to go ahead and spend them down, but you're not going to lose as much. The only way that you'd lose a lot is if it was one of those pulls of one of the characters that give you 80 shards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the only time. So it is advantageous to do it now. But it's not the end of the world because the majority of what you get has been fixed. Yes. And Holonix makes a good point. He yelled at me for saying that Vader isn't a droid. He's a cyborg and Grievous shouldn't be labeled as a droid either. It, it, it's called comedy Hellenix. Yeah. Get with the timing. <laughs> Or we'll send you to Detroit. A droid with squishy bits. Let's not go there. All right. (laughs) So, I mean, we're excited all about... Have you played any of IG? Have you played any of the Galactic Challenge? I I haven't played today, full stop. I haven't haven't done anything today. I've I've had a very, very busy day, so I I haven't logged in on any of my accounts today. So I have no idea. I haven't got a clue. Don't have a fig. I'll be doing all of my dailies and logging in immediately while, while we while we're in the after show. So apparently, Amando lead 
is your best friend in this situation? Uh, I have it on good authority that an Aura Sing lead. Um, and it doesn't need to be high gear either. An Aura Sing lead, there's a video, uh, I've seen there's a video floating around out there with a either a gear 10 or a gear 11 Aura Sing. And then um, with them in the lead, there is four other bounty hunters. None of them are relict and it will do tier seven. Okay. Let's find out. Why have you got have you got an aura sing? I I have all I have everybody at seven Okay, stars. okay. Well in that case, let me bring up the team composition. Yeah, br- bring up the team composition on this because okay. I'm gonna find out if that's true because I've completed all but tier seven. So so you're saying an aura sing lead. Mm-hmm. Going through my bounty hunters right now. I've got an Aura Sing lead. Her leader is that everybody has plus 30% offense while stealth. And at the start of battle, all bounty hunter allies gain stealth for two turns. The contract is use an ability while buffed 10 times. Um, yeah, I can understand how that's going to help because you gain a buff in this galactic challenge that allow that gives you, you know, that, yeah, I'm, tr- I'm having trouble. I'm having trouble finding the post. It was in uh, it was on the uh, moon server. OK, well, I, I, I'm I, having I, but I am having trouble finding it, but it, it was definitely an aura. It was definitely an aura lead. Um, definitely an aura lead. So I've got Aura Lead, Bosk, Mando, Grief, and Django. I'm pushing the button. I'm going to hit auto, and we're just going to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. All right. So I, I've placed I've placed the phone down. We're just going to auto and see where this all ends up. Okay. The, I, I do have a link for a video where it's been shown, though. Okay. Just throw that to me during the first break, yeah. and I'll take a look. Anybody wants to see it, but it's I did take on it, YouTube. Um, Helvia 7. I'll tell you right now. Oh, it's a Django L3 lead. Sorry, gone now. Yeah. Now there goes IG eleven. Yeah. So the uh, the the what is it? The one that's on YouTube is um, tier seven bounty hunters low gear Django lead. Sorry. Okay, it actually looks like it's working. If I could get enough. Uh, okay, they're they're very very angry at me. But I did see a post about Orsing. I just can't remember what server it was on because I'm like it's just too many servers. <laughs> I'm in like okay. wait. Guess what? What Neil? What? I just passed it. What tier seven? Tier seven with the aura lead. Tier seven with the aura lead. Yep. There, there you go. go. There's the rewards. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it can be done with much lower gear. What was your aura? My aura was. Let me go back. My aura sing is only gear 10. Yeah, that, I think that's what they said it was. It was a, I'm pretty sure in the post that's what they said it was. Yeah, but my Bosk, Mandalorian, Grief, Karga, and Django Fett are all gear 13, Relic 1. Yeah, they're all Relic 1, yeah. So, uh, hey, at least we know it works, you know? I, I, that's, the, what, that's the one I heard, though. That was the one that I'd heard. Hey. The aura lead can be done with low gear, but I, I, there is also a video out there with low low gear bounty hunters with Django in the lead as well. So um, 
I might be able to do tier seven. I, I've got good bounty hunters on all of my accounts, so you know, maybe. Fingers crossed. I'll give it a try and see what happens. I mean, I only care about getting tiers one to three anyway, so. Yeah. But it, it oh, did you get everything when you did tier seven? Did you get everything for tiers one to six, or is that? I did something? not get the. Uh, I did not get the thermal detonators yet. But did you get all of the shots and all of the rewards for tiers oh, one yeah. to six? Yeah. Oh yeah, I've gotten everything except for the th th uh, thermal detonator one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Lennox says this is not a recommendation to go spend money to bump up your aura sing. No, no, this is not. That that that, that would that would be bad, very bad. Bad. It's very bad. Five minutes to Wapner. Bad. <laughs> Thank you, Rain Man. Um. So you do get enough shards to unlock IG-11. Baby Yoda. Yeah. Yes, you do. And if you get another 30 shards next week, you will end up getting him to three stars. Three stars, yeah. It'd be, it'd be three stars with, is it five or ten left over? I can't remember. Yeah. Five or ten on your way to four stars. And if you buy, if you buy the $9.99 pack... You will get it to four stars. One, you'll get it one more star up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, depending on how good he is, um, I might do some of the twelve ninety nine packs because I do have some nest eggs on on a couple of the account, couple of my old accounts. Not my I've main. Opened, I have opened three of them. Yeah. Did you get ten on each? Ten, fifteen, fifteen. Oh, 10, 15, that's not bad. You got 40. That's not bad at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did the same thing on my uh, on my lowest, on my Horde account with the um, with the Mandalorian so that I could, like, get him to seven stars. I, I mean, I got him to seven seven stars, like, so fast because every time he was in the shard store, I was buying them, you know? Didn't matter if it was over the 1,200 or the 800 or the four, every single time he was... Yeah, I was buying them because I had the... Um, um, the crystals. I had the crystals to spare because I get obviously I get first in the fleet every single day. So yeah, it's e it's easy. I'll, I'll see how it goes. I mean, I would like to, um, I would like to power through and get them all to seven stars as fast as possible. Um, not doing too bad on grief. Grief six stars on most of my accounts. Um, a little bit behind on um the lovely Gina because I, I wasn't farming her straight away. <laughs> so she's like a four stars on every single account. So got a lot of catching up to do there, but um, we're probably not going to get an event that we need them for until next month anyway. So I might be able to, you know, speed it up with some, uh, with some sharp packs, hopefully fingers crossed. Well, remember we're getting grief cargo or not grief cargo. Um, John Carlo Moff Gideon, Moff Gideon, Moff Gideon. Thank you. We're getting Moff Gideon um, coming up, probably with the anniversary update. Yeah. Uh, th 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 have they done the list yet? Because last year they gave us the list quite e quite soon as to you know what we were going to get in the reward pack. They they haven't. They so, haven't given us the list yet, which is strange because I thought they would have given it to us by now. I mean, it's well, five days away. Well, let's talk about that after the break. Let's go ahead and take our first break. Okay. And coming up after the break, we'll give you our list 
of what we hope is in this magical, uh, this magical fifth anniversary pack mm-hmm. right here on the Escape Podcast. The Escape Pod Cast with Paul Anthony and Neil Andrew Ware. This is Micaeus, and I assure your privacy and confidentiality when using my remodding services. G'day legends, this is Heinze. Did you know Micaeus Modding Mayhem is the premier modding service for the game that we all love, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With some of the most affordable rates in the industry, Micaeus will remod your roster from top to bottom with continuous consultation with where to go from there. Micaeus has a 100% satisfaction guarantee and he has tons of additional services available as well, like a full cleanup of your mods, PvP plans and lots, lots more. Contact Micaeus today on Discord, all in lowercase guys, M-I-K-A-Y-A-S-0127. That's M-I-K-A-Y-A-S number 0127 or hit up MicaeusMods at gmail.com. I fully endorse Micaeus Modding Mayhem and you will too. Micaeus Modding Mayhem, the official remodding service of the Escape Podcast and the Escape Podcastaways Network. Hello friends, this is Thaddeus from Going Nerdy, and I approve this message, and am compensated for signups for this service. The world's largest audiobook library is at your fingertips, and the Escape Pod Castaways wants you to try it for free. Head on over to escapepodcastaways.com and click the Going Nerdy offer button to claim a free audiobook and two Audible Originals. Cancel anytime, and it's absolutely free to sign up. Check out Audible and support the Escape Pod Castaways, all for free. See Audible website for details. Restrictions may apply. Did you know that if you signed up to become a Patreon, you could get tons of rewards? Force Ghost Scotty could do a roster review for you. Neil Andrew Air could share Grand Arena tactics. Or Paul could even help you get maximum stars in Geonosis Territory Battle. Ah, and you even get access into the after show. Sound good? Sign up to be a Patreon today. For as little as $2 a month, you could unlock a ton of potential content. And also get closer to the hosts. Head to patreon.com backslash the Escape Pod to sign up. The following Guild Classified is brought to you by Doombringer. Do you think Watt Tambor is the only true galactic legend? Do you like to play seriously without the constant stresses of meeting lofty expectations? Does your current home not give you the return on your investment that you seek? Then look no further and join Doombringer of the Techno Union. Doombringer is a friendly and independent perennially overachieving guild with 280 plus million GP and it's looking for a few active and engaged members. We boast an impressive 130 and 12 TW record with no micromanagement or sandbagging while maintaining a relaxed approach across all guild events. Doombringer features lots of experienced players who love to help others work through teams, mods, and strategies to find success in all game modes. If you love to play Swaga, want to have success and fun, and have a good attitude and a focused roster, then we're a good match. We request 600 tickets per day and a roster with potential. Find our contact info on swgoh.gg and we'll chat about your potential future as part of the greatest guild in the galaxy. Would you like to hear your guild featured right here on the Escape Podcast Guild Classifieds? 
reach out to us on our Discord server and post in the on-air classified room under the Yavin 4 Network Hello, Studios. I am Andy Beads, commander of the 506 Procrastination Battalion. And I'm Camp Director Flair of Gaming Embers. We are the officers of the Chain Gang. We're a collection of Twitch streamers that like to stream our Grand Arena Championship battles. In Star Wars Galaxy Heroes. We feature accounts of all sizes. From the large accounts like Fruit Ninja Mike. To the small accounts like, well, mine. We have Grand Arena action for all viewers. With names like The Llama. Ran B. Dr. Zeppers. Mr. Jigabachi. Geek Girl 1980. Rico. Kate Gaming. Flair. Andy Beads. And the Escape Podcast's own The Nev. We bring you continuous game action every day during the attack phase. Check us out and ride the raid chain from streamer to streamer with us. The Chain Gang is proud feature of the Escape Pod Castaways. See you on the chain, ya hosers. The Escape Pod Cast. And welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. There's our first break. It's done. It's dusted. It's over. You wanted to talk about something that was in the break, didn't you, Paul? Yeah, so um, you guys have, have may have uh, heard watched saw depending on your choice of medium the ad for doombringer uh the guild what uh what we're doing is we are doing guild classifieds it's absolutely free to you you don't have to be a patreon none of that stuff you know it'd be nice to get a to get a twitch follow out of it maybe that's free (laughs) but um what we're doing is we are we'll help promote your guild so (laughs) subject to approval just throw just find our discord server um it's in the link below if you're watching on youtube if you're listening on the podcast it's in the show notes if you're watching on twitch and and you're watching the chat replay hellenics just put the um put it in the in the chat Hop on. We have a under the, what is it? The third? Let's see here. Under the, there's the welcome message, show info, and then the escape uh, or the uh, Yevin 4 Network Studios. That second category, there's an on air classifieds. Mm-hmm. And just follow what Mixelplex did. You know, there you go. There's your instructions. It's as easy as that. <laughs> JJ Manor saying, showing some love to the community. I thought that's what we were doing all this time, Neil. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought we were doing. <laughs> I mean, hell, we'll even uh, we'll even recruit for that that one guild, twenty two communities, ANZGC or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're we're we're, we're you know. We're, we're bigger than we're bigger than God, so we don't need advertising. We're like we're, we're like the, we're like the Beatles of the. Uh, I was gonna say Lennon. Yeah, we're we're like the Beatles of uh, of of Swagger alliances. Find a bigger one. Although Find saying that, there might be one? for all we know, there could be a massive, massive like fifty guild alliance in you know I think China or Japan or you know one of the. Uh, you know, one of the um, uh, um, Asian networks. I think one of the, the Far hive of scum and villainy. 
I think the hive of scum and villainy or uh, the tempered alliance. I think both of those might have you beat. Yeah, we're bigger than U.S. Steel. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Lennox. Bigger than U.S. Steel. Bigger than U.S. Steel. I'll, yeah, there we go. Nice. I'll let you do that there, because uh, um, we, you know, we don't need Yoko to come and uh, break us up. All right. I don't know who who would be who would be. Uh, well, I mean, Hellenix would be Yoko, wouldn't he? Who would be Yoko? Uh, that one I'm not going to get into because <laughs> I'd get in trouble on, <laughs> in trouble on the air. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You are old. Not you, Paul Hellenix. All right. Let's get into the anniversary update. The anniversary update mm-hmm. was announced that we are going to be able to sim the tank raid. Yep. Only took him a year, but that's fast in CG well, What terms. do you mean it only took him a year, Neil? Well, I mean, it, it's, it's, it was first mentioned um, uh, by CG that they were going to do it in October of last year. So that was their first mention. Obviously, it was put forward. It had been put forward as a question um, in, 2012, uh, in 2019 several times. So it had been posed as a question. But the first positive response where they actually said that they would do it was October of 2019. They didn't specify a date or when they would do it. They just said that they were planning on doing it next year. And... That was October 2019. We're November 2020. So, hey, you know, took a year. So now we need to start, you know, now we need to start bugging them about the Sith raid. And as soon as they come out and say, all right, you know, we're not going to do it until next, you know, we'll think we are going to do it, but it's not going to be until next year. Then we can start the 12 month clock and roughly around about that 12 month clock, we'll get it simmed. I think that the... Uh, I think the, the requirements for uh, I wouldn't argue against um, uh, more stricter requirements for heroic Sith. I mean, they've done the same requirements for the tank raid as the pit raid. So um, the guild has to have beaten it 50 times and 35 members at se- uh, have to have a seven star GK. I wouldn't be um, I wouldn't be. Um, annoyed in any way shape or form if they made the requirements tougher like a hundred times or 200 times and that everybody has to have a seven star trayer you know that that okay. i think it, something like that would be no, more realistic if they do that if they do the everybody has to have a seven star trayer they can not cannot make it 50 out of 50 the reason they're essentially are doing it with the um, Han Solo and the GK having 35 of 35. Because in a bad situation, a guild will can lose up to 15 members. In a really bad situation, it loses all of them or half of them. Oh but no, no, I, I I can see the logic behind that conclusion. Yeah. I I, I see I see where you're getting at. Um yeah. Well, well, in that, yes. Okay, I can, I can empathize. Yeah, I can totally empathize with that because if you've got a small guild 
yes, then obviously you wouldn't be able to reach that 50 threshold. So um, keep it, maintain a 35 member at seven star Treya threshold, but increase the number of times that it's been completed from say 50 to 100 or something like that. I, I can see that. I really can. But I would then argue that why don't you make it as long as your guild does not have this many galactic legends, you can sim it. Because Sorry. there's people who want there's people who want to challenge. I would love to go back and solo a pit raid once in a while. Well, I, I felt the exact same way when they started simming the pit raid. I had a good thing going with my guild. Um, I had a good thing going with my guild. The pit raid was boring, and I made it exciting by turning it into a competition. So you you had to hit it with a specific faction and see how far you got with a faction. Um, but then it became simmable, and you couldn't have fun with it anymore. You couldn't test solos or, you know throw uh you know throw teams because you 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 know it, it may have been an easy raid but there was a lot of ways that you could test the veracity of certain squads uh in the pit raid by discovering if they could solo the entire event or not and you, you can't do that anymore so you know you were losing that with the tank raid um I think it's great that the tank raid is now simmable. Um, and I would say, you know, give it, give it until next year. If they start doing Q and A's, we can ask, Oh, you know, so we've got the pit raid simmable. We've got the tank raid simmable. You know, when are you going to, um, make the, uh, heroic Sith raid simmable. And, and I would say, you know, mark it as soon as they say we'll do it. We just don't know when we're going to do it. That'll be confirmation that they are going to do it. Mark that date 12 months later. Maybe we'll get it. Well, a year, uh, a year and a month. So 13 a year and a month. months. Yeah. 13 months. Okay. Right. So what else was in that update? We, we, uh, the, the chromium thing as well. The, sorry, the chromium, the, the, the bronzium. The chromium thing was in there as well. That is very true. Yeah. First up um, is bronzium packs. It says, uh, these originally were not going to be changed due to a technical issue, but seeing how important this was to you, team dedicated some extra time to this and was able to find the issues that were preventing us from updating bronzium packs. Character shards dropped from Bronze Impacts will be doubled with the anniversary update. And obviously then it, you know, uh, the parentheses that, you know, this does not affect full character drops from Bronze Impacts. But we knew that anyway. Um, if you're getting a full character, you're either getting 25 or 50 or 80 or 10. You know, it's 10, 25, 50 or 80. And, and that's still good. It's better than getting two of one character. <laughs> I don't see why anybody would complain about that. Oh, why? I only got 10 for the snow trooper again. Why won't you give me 20? It's like, dude, you just got 10 from a crappy bronzium card. Quit your whining, you know, <laughs> which is, a, which essentially would be the same as getting five original recipe shards. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. And I, I, and we all pick them up. Come on. Who, who doesn't get, snowtrooper or a royal guard tendril <laughs> you know at least once or twice a month i know i get them at least once or twice a month and i like them because i'm like hey 
Nice! That'll, that'll convert nicely. That'll get me four or five pieces of gear in the uh, shard shop. I always like seeing those. Yeah. And uh, JJ Manor says, when they add another raid, they'll make Sith simmable. Cascade also says, I don't think they'll make Sith simmable until we have a new raid. So, both oh, yeah. No, it's, the same page. Uh, uh, no argument for me there. I mean, the, the, I, so I think, I think a couple tank. of people, a couple of people made, a couple of people made the legitimate argument that uh, once a, uh, once a heroic raid becomes soloable, I mean, we know that the heroic Sith raid can be soloed. We we all know it can be. It can be. You got slack. I almost did it. I you, almost did it this it, weekend. Mm-hmm. I was twelve point two percent away from doing it. We know that it can be. So we also know that this new that that. So so let's stop using that as an argument, <laughs> because they've already said that the new raid um, is not going. The, the new Rancor raid is not going to be soloable. So uh, yeah. They said at first. Yeah, true. People start people start dumping the the um the relic eight materials that they get as reward on all of their sevens. You know, because somebody is gonna go in there with a relic seven GL squad and see how far they can get through. And if a relic seven GL squad isn't like getting tens of millions, you know, people are gonna be looking at their, you know, their relic ones and their relic twos and going, uh oh. Oh, because <laughs> it is that this why uh, one of the reasons why I think it's going to be quite exciting is because it, it, it's it's a new guild activity, you know. It's a new guild activity. There's going to be a flurry of videos, you know. Oh, you need this squad for this tier and this squad for this tier, and you know, you need this team to get past the Gamorrean guards, and you know. So, here's here's the thing that I worry about. Relics are attainable early game. Yeah. You're able to uh, you're able to do relics early. Relic 8 is going to be the new What's the word I'm looking for here? It's going to be the new the new hotness. Now if you are going to do Relic 8 only available through the Challenge Pit Raid, I, I, I apologize. I'm just trying to find the way to word this. I'm not saying that it's going to be easily soloable or, or that it's going to be ultra hard and you're going to need these high relics to do it. What I'm trying to say is it's probably going to take some time to do, but can be done with a lot of good Galactic Legends. Galactic Legends, as we know, are entirely, entirely um, endgame. Especially Grand, uh, Jedi Master Luke. That's extreme endgame. Of the two Galactic Legends, Palpatine is the, hey, I'm going to go for this character that's a Galactic Legend. Kylo and Rey are your mid-game Galactic Legends, and your way end-game Galactic Legend is Jedi Master Luke. Am I wrong in thinking this way? No, because it takes 
a considerably long time to get the um, the characters and the ships. You know, we're, we're talking 59 characters and ships to yeah. get Je- Jedi, Jedi Master Luke. So, yeah, it did, that's, that's end game. You, you, are, you are looking at, um, I, I would say you're, you're looking at two years, two to, two to two and a half years from beginning to that two and a half year point to get that character if you're free to play. If you're a whale or a kraken, you could probably do it. In, you could probably still do it in 12 months. So because Relic 8 is going to be part of the game and it's going to be part of lower end shard economies, if that, if that uh, makes sense, what I'm seeing here is that it's not going to be absolutely impossible, but it is going to be tough. And that is what I'm clinging to on this. If it is light side territory battles hard, I am going to be pissed. I am going to be really pissed. Yeah. And you will see a Paul rage come out that has not been seen before. Yeah. No. You thought you thought I snapped before. You thought Neil went on a Nev Rage to end all Nev Rages that now, you know, CG has been refusing to talk to us. <laughs> no, um, no, no. That's 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 tacitly implying that it's my fault. I'm And I okay. wasn't having a go at I CG. I was having a go well. at EA, if you remember. I have said some things as well, but I never got another. I never got a message from some people saying, "Ooh, that's not good." <laughs> yeah, but I never got. I've never received a message, and you know, CG Eric still me- emailed me after that. So, okay, all right. Well, no, uh, the, the the new. I I think it, when they say it's not going to be, I just think it's it's going to be um, hit point heavy. That, that's why I think it's going to I think that it's it's not going to be soloable in the sense that they're going to make it so that, you know, instead of needing like a hundred million, you need a billion. It's going to be like a billion points. So it's not that your your heavy relict squads aren't going to be able to do well in it. I think they are going to be able to do well in it. But the amount of points that you need um, per tier as a guild are going to be so high that you know so instead of you say so what one one person might get 100 million with four of their relic squads but you know because they're constantly hitting every now and then their their protection gets whittled down then their health gets whittled down until the team is dead and at the end of it they're like wow i got 50 million and then you look at the full total and it's a billion and you're like yeah, all right. <laughs> We're going to need 50 people to do this. That's where I think it, I don't think it's going to be light side territory battles hard in that you're going to go in with a full relic squad and instantaneously they're going to get taken out. I don't think it's going to be that. I think it's going to be you're going to go in with a full relic squad and you're going to hit them and you're going to see that it's barely going to make a dent and you're going to be like, I can oh. get behind that. And that, that's what it is. It, it's going to be a war of attrition. It's going to be, yep, okay. So, you know, it's, it's, so whereas, you know, a battle might only last, like with the heroic Sith Raid, you'd go in with Relict um, and your squad would take 
five million off it. And you'd be like, that's awesome. And you slowly saw everybody get whittled down slowly but surely until they were all dead and you got five to 10 million and you're like, yeah, that's good. That's what I think it's going to be like with the new one. Only it's not going to be five to 10 million. It's going to be 50 to 100 million per person per tier. And that's what I think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be because if if they make it so that people going in with fully relic squads just get instantly annihilated, no one's going to do it because you're going to have guilds with people that do not have squads that are maxed out relic, the medium relic, and it's a mishmash of teams. And if they see their friends getting smashed out of it with relic seven squads, they aren't even going to attempt it. They're just going to go straight to Reddit and the dumpster fire will be lit. Like like light side territory like battles exactly, was when it first came out. Exactly. And they still refuse to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Exactly like light side territory battles. But light side, um it, it depends how much uh, when when you think about it, uh, we knew that eight to fourteen were coming. Obviously they're just gonna be releasing them one at a time, so it'll be eight, nine, ten, and so on and so forth. The boost in hit points and power from seven to eight could be you know game changing for some characters you know especially in territory battles people will be looking at the um uh i think a lot of people will be looking at the camshards special events and thinking you know what 50 percent of the time i'm getting it 50 percent of the time i'm not getting it i'm gonna relic eight my characters for the you know so that people can get cam to uh you know to five star unlock and then you know up and up and up to seven um and i think other people will think well i'll i'll put it i'll put put it on my squad because the theory crafters will get into it skeletrix is going to get into it um you know um my, my money's on skeletrix coming up with the most effective teams to do that new raid um quickly and efficiently because he will just go to town on that bad boy when it's open uh, on probably on multiple accounts and across multiple guilds. But uh, yeah, my money's on him finding the best squads um, in the uh, shortest space of time. But yeah, yeah people so- are, some pe- and some people will throw their relegates on their squad arena team. It's just going to be easy. You know, it, 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 or it's not going to be easy to see, um, to, to see the, the big guilds not enjoying themselves. Mm, and yeah. I'm not talking about the team instincts, <laughs> the maws and the cause and the paws and paw patrol and whatever the hell they're called. <laughs> All I'm talking about large guilds like ANZGC, like the hive, like, um, you know, howling Ewoks, you know, those guilds that have been together for so long. I don't want to see something come along to break up guilds. I want it to be manageable, but still challenging. Oh, so I mean, it's going to, bre- it's going to break up. It will break up some guilds. There will be certain guilds that it get that, that, that it breaks up. There will, there will, it's just, it's just going to happen. It happens every time they bring something out that's uber hard. People start reshuffling. 
for 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 me for um uh, for the um Ewoks of Endor for the my old guild it it was the um light side light side GOTB that split the guild and it got disbanded bunch of people went to a bigger guild that could do light side GOTB bunch of people didn't and a handful of people stuck around and made, you know kept the guild going I'm going to be the cautious optimist. I mean, it's the only way that that I know how to be. I love this game. I absolutely love talking about it every Friday with you, Neil. Mm -hmm. The last time something like this came around, we lost. I lost a co-host to an airlock. (laughs) <laughs> you know yeah it it just comes down to the fact that i will be floored and devastated if this affects you i really will and Let's that's the up. last thing i want from any sort of uh any sort of thing in this game yeah, well, it's going to affect us. That there, there will be a certain number of guilds, and uh, you know, it will affect them. Um, uh, I don't think it will be guilds that are doing well and taking the uh, GOTBs seriously. I think it will be the guilds that aren't taking the GOTB guild um, seriously, and they're thinking to themselves, "Right, we can pump everything we've got into." getting a handful of stars in the GOTB or we can redirect and start putting all of our efforts into making the squads necessary to complete the new pit raid, the new tier so, of uh, rank or raid. I'm, I'm slightly honking on my, on, on the car horn of my own car when I say this though, but I do want to congratulate and thank all the members of Yavin four for picking up three, not one, not two, but three new stars this past light side Geonosis territory battle. No, oh, nice one. Three, we, di- three new stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got. We Bravo got. Bravo to you guys. Yeah, we we now, hit. We hit eleven this 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 last one as well, which was quite nice. Here here's the problem though. Kiati Mundi shards. We do our best to focus on them at the, you know, they did release IPD and they did release rebel, uh, um, snow Leia. They did release those in packs and bounty hunters and things like that. It's time that they do the same thing for Watt and key. I just, I, I wish that I had the time to go look it up right now and all that fun stuff. Um, to to find out how long it was from the release of Hoth battles to when they started putting out the uh, putting out the different uh, packs to be able to get them, but nonetheless, yeah, hey, I mean, it, it th- there's no doubt in my mind that it will eventually happen. They will eventually put those characters in the um, in the GET store or GET two currency at some point. I just. It's not something I can see happening this year or the first half of next year. Maybe the second, maybe the second half of next year. Maybe it's something that we can press them on. Um, 
maybe it's something we can press them on the next time they do a a, a QA. I mean, they don't seem to be doing QAs anymore. They seem to be doing uh, Zoom calls. So hopefully they'll do more Zoom calls. Um, whether it's Operation Metaverse uh, uh, or a Shadow, it doesn't matter who it is. Um, they got to do Gambit. I would love to see them with Gambit. Yeah, I, I would love to see them do uh, us with Gambit. That would be good. Oh, that would be my good. Gosh, that would, that be, would good. be great. Us, us and the Gambit. Yeah, definitely. Although, you, you <laughs> maybe that wouldn't be good because we would be hammering them on GAC. We, we, we would just... <laughs> you, it'd be, I'd be, us, I'd us be asking, back here waving my little territory battle yeah, flag. Yeah, you, you, can wave, you can wave your little territory battles flag while me and Gambit, uh, me and the Gambit crew are like, right, okay, um, uh, when are you going to redo the Division 1? When are you going to redo the logarithm? If you're going to redo the... Yeah, because we, we'll be all about... We'll, we'll just be all about the GAC. But yeah, no, I think it's a worthy question to ask when will they consider putting what and... Uh, uh, Kiadi Mundi into the get store for um, uh, get to currency like they did with Rolo and like they did with uh, IPD. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'll put it this way and, and then we'll throw to a break. And after the break, we're going to be talking to uh, we're going to be talking to Jay from Smarty Pints Trivia. Guys, I can't wait for you to meet him and the whole reason behind why why I'm doing this will be revealed in this in in the coming moments here after the break. But you know, as it stands right now, Neil, mm-hmm. I have four four or four T shards of Cam. Mm-hmm. I will unlock him one year from now. <laughs> yeah. I will th- seven star him in eight and a quarter years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eight years and three months. That On your current trajectory, yes. But your your current tra- trajectory will it's not it's not a straight line. Oh no, it's it's a straight line. It's flat. Yeah, but it will be flatten the curve it, 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 already. It'll, it'll 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 slowly start to curve up and increase, like it did with everybody, you know. Yeah. But anyway, yes, about uh, sh- seeing Shattered Order podcast. I mean, we still got to do the collab with Shattered yeah, we Order. St- that we yeah, we, we need about. to get back in touch with them so that we can do the collab. And one of us goes on theirs and one of theirs comes on ours and do a, be fun. Do a switcheroo. Yeah. Yeah. But all right, guys. <laughs> they have compromised. Oh, JJ. You're in trouble in the after show for that one. Guys, stick around. Coming up after this, Jay from Smarty Pines Trivia right here on the Escape Pod cast. The Escape Pod cast with Paul Anthony and Neil Andrew Ware. Hello, Escape Padawans. It is the Llama here to remind you that the Escape Pod castaways are on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. You can catch us on YouTube and on Twitch every week streaming Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, Lego Legacy Heroes Unboxed, your favorite new Galaxy of Heroes show, GA Center, and so much more. Come catch us on the web. Are you a member of Team Paul or Team Neil? Maybe you prefer story time with the llama, or dabble in the buttery side of the force with Biscuit Weasel. Or maybe you like the escape pod talents from down under, like Heinze and Scotty. No matter who you support, you can get one of my designs from the Escape Podcast merch store. Just go to escapepodcastaways.com, click on the merch link, and it will take you to the Public site where you can support me, Mrs. Anthony, also known as Critty K. 
Also be sure to check out the Mrs. Anthony Shirts channel on the Escape Podcasts Discord server weekly to vote for my latest shirts in the Design Derby on Woot. Links for both of these are down below. Thank you for supporting the Escape Pod cast. Pinesy from the ANZGC is officially a member of the Escape Pod Castaways. Make sure you go and search for Heinzy on YouTube today because he live streams a lot of his GAC content. And not only does he do that, he also does some pretty fun videos from time to time, including a behind the screen and also streaming Jedi Fallen Order. Ah, and from time to time, this idiot might drop by. Head on over and check out Heinzy today on YouTube, a part of the Escape Pod Castaways Network. Kids. It's really cool. Hello, Escape Padawans, and welcome back to Storytime with the Llama and the Escape Pod Cast for Kids. This week on the Journey Through the Journey Guide series, it is episode 10, and we have a great one. It is the Flight of the Falcon legendary event for the first ship character, Hans Millennium Falcon. Let's get into it. So for this event, you're going to need one capital ship and four bounty hunter ships. All of them are going to need to be at 7 stars, ability level 8, with 40,000 GP. Now, the ships that you're going to want to take into this event, I suggest for your capital ship, you use Executrix, which is Moff Tarkin's ship. It's really the best kind of dark side capital ship that you get first off in the game, and it'll make this event pretty simple. Now, the bounty hunter ships are going to be Slave 1, which is obviously Boba Fett's ship, Houndstooth, which is Bosk's ship, Xanadu Blood, which is Cad Bane's ship, and IG-2000, which is IG-88's ship. Now, like other events in the past, there are seven tiers of this event to take the Millennium Falcon to seven stars. It will unlock at five stars if you do up to tier five in the event, so I highly suggest you do it. It's a really, really great ship. Now, the difficulty for this event is easy to medium just because RNG is a thing, but it really is a straightforward event. If you have the ships where they need to be, you should have no problem. Now, let's take a look at the Millennium Falcon itself. Now, tags, it's got a light side tag, it's an attacker, a rebel, it's a scoundrel, and it's a cargo ship. As far as crew goes, obviously Han Solo and Chewbacca are the two crew members that you'll need for this ship. Now let's take a look at its abilities. His basic ability, special modifications, will deal physical damage to the target enemy and call another random rebel ally to assist. It also inflicts target lock for two turns on a critical hit. And if the allied capital ship is rebel, it will dispel all buffs on the target enemy. Now the first crew ability, which is Han Solo's crew ability, watch this. The Falcon will dispel all debuffs from itself, recover 50% health and protection, and gains the outmaneuver unique buff for three turns. Additionally, it'll gain 35% turn meter for each active rebel ally and empire enemy. Now outmaneuver grants the Falcon 25% invasion, the Falcon can't be countered, and it can't be targeted if there are other allies present unless the Falcon is taunting. So that's a pretty key ability. It makes it really, really useful in a fleet when you have other ships active and you want to be able to have the Falcon out there. Nobody can touch it. Now the second crew ability, Punch It, which is Chewbacca's crew ability, 
deals physical damage to all enemies and grants all allies defense penetration up for two turns. This attack will also deal 25% more damage for each dark side and empire enemy. Now the first unique for the Falcon, she may not look like much. All allies have 10% critical chance and it's doubled for rebels. The Falcon also has a 50% chance to assist whenever another rebel ally uses an ability in their turn. Whenever an ally reinforces, the Falcon grants them accuracy up for two turns. If that ally is a rebel ally, they also gain critical damage up for two turns as well. Now, when another rebel ally is infected with three or more different debuffs, the Falcon will dispel all of those debuffs with that ability. Now, the last unique ability is the reinforcement ability, Yahoo! That grants all other allies foresight for two turns and will call all rebel allies to assist. It also reduces the cooldowns of the allied capital rebel ship by two for all abilities except to call a reinforcement. Now, teams you can use the Falcon on, it's definitely great with a rebel fleet. Obviously, with a rebel kind of capital ship in home one, it's really great on defense and GAC. It's going to hold solid and, you know, it's, it's definitely a great option. Another kind of different option to use it is actually with a malevolence-led separatist fleet. Now, hear me out on this. So I used to run this a lot in GAC when there was only a single fleet in GAC because if you use the Falcon as a reinforcement, you give your fleet a chance to kind of stack up all of those vulture droids and they can't attack the Millennium Falcon when there's other ships present and those vulture droids do count. So it makes it really difficult. You tend to get a lot of holds for a fleet like that because it makes it hard. They can't attack and target the Falcon because there's all of those other vulture droids. They have to try and get rid of the vulture droids and they keep popping back up. It's kind of a never ending timeout cycle. That's all for me. Tune in next week for more story time with the llama and the escape pod for kids. This is Micaeus, and I assure your privacy and confidentiality when using my remodding services. G'day legends, this is Heinze. Did you know Micaeus Modding Mayhem is the premier modding service for the game that we all love, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With some of the most affordable rates in the industry, Micaeus will remod your roster from top to bottom with continuous consultation with where to go from there. Micaeus has a 100% satisfaction guarantee and he has tons of additional services available as well, like a full cleanup of your mods, PvP plans and lots, lots more. Contact Micaeus today on Discord, all in lowercase guys, M-I-K-A-Y-A-S-0127, that's M-I-K-A-Y-A-S, number 0127, or hit up MicaeusMods at gmail.com. I fully endorse Micaeus Modding Mayhem, and you will too. Micaeus Modding Mayhem, the official remodding service of the Escape Podcast and the Escape Podcastaways Network. Receiving incoming transmission. Receiving incoming transmission. Receiving incoming transmission. I'm um, well.
welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This week's incoming transmission is something a little different from our normal incoming transmission. So I'll hand over to the Master of Ceremonies as he introduces you to our guest for this week. All right, guys. So, you know, for those who don't know this about me, for the past six years, I'm not counting time since I, I paused time once COVID hit. So for the past six years, I've been hosting a trivia night in Houston um, at a local restaurant. I have the highest attended in the company. I'm very proud of it. And then when I go on Twitch and I see somebody doing what I love, I want to spotlight them like heck. This person who is uh, down below us, he goes by the name Jay. He, uh, I, I asked a little bit about him. He sent me some really fun facts. He runs the Queen City Half Marathon every year in Saskatchewan. He even started a hobby job for a draft beer vending machine called the Easy Pub. <laughs> and he built a kick-ass rain barrel stand this summer. We're going to ask him more about different things as we go <laughs> along here. But ladies and gentlemen... Straight out of Smarty Pints Trivia, I present to you, Jay. What's going on, Jay? It looks <laughs> like you're on Tatooine. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little dry, uh, but it's warm. Warmer than Saskatchewan, I can tell you that for sure. Yeah, well, well, we're headed <laughs> there. We're inside the escape pods. Mm -hmm. so, so we're on our way down there right now. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get together soon. On we'll this. meet up and have a pint. <laughs> Good, good. Um, yeah, I wish I brought a beer. Actually, it'd be nice. It's uh, yeah, like I said, a little dry. But uh, yeah, thanks, thanks for having me on. Um, that was quite the introduction. Um, way like makes it sound way more interesting than I actually am. <laughs> um, they call me the master of ceremonies for a reason. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I'm I'm Jay. Um, I run uh, a Twitch channel, Smarty Pints Trivia. How how and, long have uh, you been doing trivia? So I've been doing trivia for. Oh man, um, six years, I think. And uh, yeah, I used to do the live events. And then um, honestly, a year before COVID hit, I kind of discovered Twitch. I didn't really know anything about Twitch, um, but I started watching like some people that do like kind of arts and stuff on Twitch. And I was like, man, I wish I could do something on Twitch, but like I suck at video games and I don't have any skills. <laughs> then I was like, wait a sec, I've got this like trivia business. Maybe I could just jam trivia into twitch and you know what it kind of worked out and then uh with covid hitting um everyone's going online for kind of their trivia needs now so it was it was kind of serendipitous you know not to downplay covid but um you know it uh it, it worked out for people coming to twitch for trivia so so there's that so you are you know you're from saskatchewan so that means that uh that that you're from america's hat yes yeah <laughs> Um, we, we have a, we have a lot of, uh, our, our beloved people that, uh, that are from America's hat, uh, Dickie Darkside, Andy Beads, um, who, who else is up there? Don't we have, it's just, no, it's just Ian is in Utah. Who, who's the, who's the other Canuck? Yay. Yeti. Yeti. Uh, Yay. So, so you're in good company here. So good, don't, good, you know, good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming most from probably uh, Toronto or Vancouver. It seems like that's where we're just about everyone. No, from. we, we no? got some newfies as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Newfies yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I might sound like I have a Canadian accent, but no, it's the newfies that have the accent. 
<laughs> yeah, they're, they're like the uh, they're like the the the, the, the Texas of the United yeah. States of America. It's like, we, we can be a country on our own. Don't annoy us. <laughs> Absolutely. <sighs> so you, um, you know, th this mentions, this kind of leads into one of the things that you had sent me in your, you know, fun little factoids about Jay, um, <laughs> the Just Jay uh, era um, post. Are you a gamer at all? I am a little bit. Um, yeah, one of the fact I was I was struggling for interesting facts, but the one that I gave you was uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Binding of Isaac. Um, in fact, I was doing that up until about 15 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I've I've clocked I think about a thousand hours in that game, and uh, it's just man, it's just like a life ruiner of a game. Like you, you just you pick it up, you get hooked, and you never put it down again. So yeah, that's. Uh, that that's that takes up a lot of my time when I'm not doing trivia. It's trivia and the binding of Isaac and and work and that's about it, you know. Other than that, so not a lot goes on. What in, what industry do you work in? You don't have to say where you work or what what now. What what industry <laughs> do you work in because, you know, I got my trivia gig when I because I did radio. Yeah. But I ended up keeping it because I worked IT. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. So yeah, I am uh, a software engineer by trade. So like that's you know what I went to school for, and that's uh, more or less what I do for the government here. I work um, I work for the province um, specifically in the education sector. Um, nice. But yeah, you know I make the servers work. I make the web applications work. Um, and the way that I got into trivia was what is honestly like I, I didn't really have much of a you know affiliation to to a bar or to um, you know like radio station or anything like that. It was really just went to a trivia night, and uh, I remember being irritated with a couple of questions that were ambiguous. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, me me and a friend said, you know what, screw these guys. We're gonna see if we can do it better. And I don't think that we necessarily did it better because running trivia is kind of harder than it looks, but uh, we ended up starting our own night and then it kind of just, kind of just went from there. Like I said, eventually uh, went to Twitch. So, so uh, I do have to recognize uh, our old friend, uh, Depop, who's jumping in and throwing it, throwing, he's making it rain 100 bits. Each oh, uh, throwing dollar bills at, at Neil and I, uh, <laughs> So I, I've got a quick question. So that that time that you got annoyed, yeah. did you um, take it up with the quiz master at the time or did you just oh. throw your teddy in the corner and leave? No, we, we had to give them a piece of our mind for sure. Oh, excellent. Excellent. <laughs> not, so what, not as what, bad as some people. What was this? Come on, because there was a specific question. What was it? Oh, man, I, I can remember it. I can't remember the exact wording. But essentially, the question was asking, it was, I think it was a liter, literature question. Um and it involved green berets. Mm -hmm. And then the answer to the question was green berets. So of course, like everyone gets it wrong. Cause you're like, well, you're, they're not going to put the, uh, the answer to the question in the question. So we thought that was a little unfair and we, we told them about it. But uh, now that I've been hosting trivia, I hate those people that do what I did. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, now I, I understand now. Right. Um. <laughs> Well, every once in a while, I'm going to, you know, so the way that my trivia is run 
Um, eight rounds, 10 questions each. Each question is worth one point. You can double down in any of the first seven rounds because name that tune is worth 20. And no, you cannot double on a 20 point round because it's name that song title and name that artist. Anyway, I digress. Can you tell I miss saying that? <laughs> um, so one of the questions is going to be super duper easy. You know, if it's a math question or if it's a math round, Question six might be what's one plus one. <laughs> mm-hmm. no, you why would you, why would that see that? I, I, I think that that's insulting to the intelligence of the people you're asking the questions <laughs> of. Yes. But then, then do you know how many people in a, in a 91 point night will score 32 and they tell me that the, that the questions are way too hard. Yeah. I get in trouble for writing too hard of questions. Well, if, if the questions are too hard, it's like, get good. You know, but if the, <laughs> but if the questions, you know, if the questions are, are just like, I know that somebody's going to, someone in the chat is going to be like, there are no easy or hard questions. It's 100% dependent on the knowledge base of the participant of the quiz. And that's fine. Somebody who is, you know, has a brain like a sponge and knows the answer to every question would probably go, well, no, then they're, they're not hard questions. They're easy. If you're getting 99 out of 99, of course the questions are easy for you because you know the answers. But you need to take, you know, you, you need to make it general. So if the average is like 30 out of 90 or 50 out of 90, then you can say, okay, if the average on this night is 30 out of 90, the questions are hard. Or if it's 50, they're, you know, slightly easier. I don't think that you should be putting easy questions like bone i'm talking about bone questions like you just said what's one plus one you know <laughs> is the sky blue true or false the silly thing you know little little things like that um, so let's talk about the difficulty of questions that's that's on your channel mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. what, what's your average uh you, you called it get rate earlier yeah. when we were talking so i aim for 65 percent, and uh that just has been kind of you know the magic number where just about everybody gets to get a few and everyone gets to feel smart because end of the day, I think that's what trivia is about is people want to feel smart and they want to have fun. So uh, if your get rate is sitting at like 10%, no one's having a good time. So yeah, I usually aim for about 65%. And uh, you know, talking about easy questions and hard questions, what I've discovered uh, is the best way to go about it. If say you're doing 10 questions, it is way easier to give people, you know, four easy questions four kind of medium questions and two really hard questions. And then it's going to kind of come out in the wash to be about 65% and everyone's going to get to get a few correct. That's way easier to do than write um, 10 questions that are all, you know, a 65% each. So that's why I always throw in a few easy ones because yeah, everyone likes to feel kind of smart, right? Yeah, but th there's easy and then there's one plus one easy. I mean, you're, yeah, you're not, you're I, I not talking. Yeah, I would draw a line there. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> one, by one plus one is a little bit much. Okay, but... fine. One plus two. There you go. All right. <laughs> they have to use an extra finger. <laughs> um, so I'm just waiting for someone to say three in chat. <laughs> <laughs> I saw an 11 go by. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they've been uh, they've been having fun. One plus one plus one in binary is technically uh, is technically three. That is very true. <laughs> um, so I, I we see that you're you know we are mainly a Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes podcast. We noticed you're wearing your Star Wars uh, your Star I Wars am. shirt there. What 
Um, are, are you a are you a Star Wars aficionado? I I I would be it would be naive for me to say aficionado. I think because <laughs> you know the fan base of Star Wars, it it goes forever. Um, but uh, you know I like Star Wars. I've, you know I've seen seen all the movies. I uh, I don't know if I dislike the prequels or the newest ones more <laughs> is that a controversial thing to no say? it's not i don't know um i think i actually might like the prequels better than the uh the set of three that came out recently yeah but so you like um, the prequels over the sequel trilogy yeah yeah if that's how you want to put it um but yeah yeah i am excited to watch the mandalorian tonight um if i wasn't doing this I'd yeah, probably no spoilers right now. yeah we, I, we I, I would never <laughs> i would never i would never um but i have been really enjoying the mandalorian i think it's a lot of fun um, but I do own a Star Wars shirt. I also have a Christmas Star Wars shirt with Baby Yoda on it, and I also have a uh, 3D printed Baby Yoda. But I, uh, I don't want to give a, a spoiler here. But this is actually a green screen behind me, so he does look <laughs> a little weird. <laughs> no, that's cute. An albino Baby Yoda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a very, very cute Baby Yoda. But uh, I have a friend that uh, does. He does 3D printing for, uh, he actually makes paintball gun parts is his big thing. He makes paintball gun parts to make paintball guns look more like real guns <laughs> is his thing. Um, you know, however you feel about that. But he also makes baby Yodas. <laughs> that that so. can be dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, he uh, does all sorts of 3D printing, but he owed me a favor. So, uh, yeah, I got this guy printed and it's pretty slick. Well, they did. They did a very, very good job 3D printing that. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah, that is oh, a yes. good. That is very, very good. Yeah, all painted by hand too. He, uh, he, he did some good work on it. I'm glad he owed me one. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. definitely a good, full, good favor to call in. Having a friend mm-hmm. with a 3D printer. That's what I'm I am. But regardless of what it is, you had 3D printed. Yeah. Being owed a favor by a friend that has a 3D printer is mm-hmm. a good friend to have one owe you because you could have asked for anything oh yeah i do i do have a question actually for you guys or maybe chat i want to get something printed to go with my uh what four inch tall baby yoda i don't know what exactly i was thinking the maybe cup. like the, the oh that he like the that he floats in uh, no, like, you could you could get the bassinet but yeah. i'm thinking the little <laughs> cup that he's drinking out of on, oh on the, uh... yeah that would be good um, I was or, I was thinking maybe the egg tank. I don't know. How yeah, no, drink, I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, the egg. Yeah, the, yeah, just the crib right next to him. Yeah. Or no, I'm talking the the egg tank with the um the uh, frog eggs in it. Oh right, tank. okay, the egg the, tank. Yeah. Ah right. You okay. could also do the uh, little ball that uh, that he played with in the first season. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I feel like I need something. He's just he's reaching out. Oh, it's off camera there. Yeah, he's reaching out for something. Yeah. <laughs> next time, next time, ask for a baby Yoda holding a boombox over his head. <laughs> I like that too. And put and put a little mini little mini speaker with an MP3 player in there, so that it actually plays music. Some I think that would be pretty cool. A baby Yoda holding a a, a, a ghetto blaster, a, a boombox <laughs> above their head. I think something like that would look cool. No, could be slick. So, um. You do you, you how often do you do your uh, trivia nights? So uh, I've kind of fluctuated over the last year and a half, but currently it's every Thursday night um, at uh, I got I got to switch to the 
time zone 8 p.m. Eastern or 7 p.m. here in Saskatchewan. See, we, we don't have daylight savings time here in Saskatchewan, which is to say like it's it's central time year round. And it means whenever I talk to someone on the Internet about time zones, it always gets confusing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Eastern time is the is the better way to go. But 8 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays and then Tuesdays. I've been experimenting with this kind of watch party thing where we watch a movie uh, doing the, the Twitch watch parties and then ask trivia questions during the movie as well as kind of a memory round after. So, you know, you can see what you remember. About Do you pause it for, for the trivia round? No, because you can't on Twitch watch parties, which kind of sucks. Uh. But um, it just means I kind of just, you know, wait for kind of a slow part and then ask some trivia questions kind of on top. So what, what was what was what were the movies you did last week? Okay, last week was uh, Kindergarten Cop was on Tuesday. Oh. And then uh, the week before that, we watched uh, Congo, <laughs> which is, uh, you know what? I think it's an okay movie, but it, it gets a lot of crap and uh, it, it's got problems. But I It's got like the it. magnificent Tim Curry in it, so I love it. Yes, yes. The, uh, the stop eating my sesame cake, you know, <laughs> makes me laugh every time. And speaking of Tim Curry, we watched uh, the week of Halloween. We watched Clue, which was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I love Clue. The the only problem with how Clue, could you not watch the Rocky Horror Picture Show on Halloween? I'll, I'll be honest with you. Prime. I I don't really like the Rocky Horror Picture <gasps> Show. Yeah, get him off. Get him off now. <laughs> get him off. Oh, I will say I've only seen a live production. I've never seen the movie. I've only seen a live production and a very bad live production. Yeah, no, so, no, that 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 will ruin it for you. You've got to watch the original movie with. Mm. Uh, with Tim, with Tim Curry, Curry. Dad, yeah. it's just in, when when he comes <laughs> when he comes down the elevator and he just breaks out in a sweet transvestite. It's just incredible. You, you, I was hooked. For I life. Mean, Clue, that was it. I've Clue lost count how many times fall I've in love with Tim movie. Curry. So hmm? I, I think T Clue did make me fall in love with Tim, Tim Curry. So I think I do need to uh, <laughs> maybe give it a shot in movie form. Yeah. You must give it a shot in movie. Yeah. yeah. That, that, Tim, Tim Curry in his youth was just, I mean, Clue, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Annie. Most people forget that he was the, you know, he was the bad guy rooster in the original uh, movie of Annie. And he oh, was yeah. brilliant in that as well. Yeah. Well, what Truth I was going <laughs> to say before about Clue is the, the only problem with Clue uh, for like the watch party thing is it's, it's kind of like airplane where just every single line of dialogue is a joke, you know? Hmm. So like to try to find a slow part to ask some trivia questions on top of was, was near impossible. I found, uh, you know, throughout the whole movie, I just had to kind of, you know, sit quietly and I, I didn't want to interrupt, but <laughs> yes, the, the one plus one plus two plus one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a good one. All right. So, um, give us some questions, but, yeah, <laughs> some trivia questions. Uh, you, you want you want him to give us some trivia questions? Yeah, I want I want him to I want to, I, I want him to give us some trivia questions and see. Who okay, wins. Jay, Jay, you got you got about three or four uh, questions you could throw at us. See who get, who can get it right. Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 do it. Um, so typically I run things a little bit different, but I think here we can do kind of a head to head kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's just say whoever yells out the answer first, and then uh, maybe oh jeez. Like, all right. Okay. What do you say? First, uh, first to three points. First to four points. How 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 are you guys feeling? Well, let, let's do first to three points, and then we'll uh, then we'll have you pimp how to find you on the uh, <laughs> okay. on the internet and all that. All right. So I've got ten questions here, and uh, we'll see how far we get. Um, um, all right. So number one here, who is the only character to have been played by the same actor in all nine? C three PO. 
C-3PO indeed. Damn you, sir. <laughs> well done. Here, hold, hold up a finger so I can keep track of your points. <laughs> All right. Question. Uh, for, for the podcast audience, I'm holding up a one right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number two. Uh, who is the only character to say both may the force be with you and I got a bad feeling about this in the Star, War- Han Star Wars and Han Solo it is I was gonna I, I thought it was I thought it was all right all right so number three which minor character in all three original trilogy movies was played by uh, the uncle of Ewan McGregor who played Obi-Wan Kenobi in the prequels uh, this character's last name was used in Oh, sorry. This this, this uh, next little... Where's John Tilly's? Isn't going to help you. Yes, yes, that is correct. Uh, ha, 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 ha. So I, I had a hint in here, but it was uh, it was referring to a trivia question that uh, would have been asked seven months ago, so it probably wouldn't have helped you guys. Okay. <laughs> All right, number four. Uh, although Admiral Akbar's delivery of the line, it's a trap in the Return of the Jedi, or in Return of the Jedi, is near and dear to the hearts of many Star Wars fans, the line was originally delivered less memorably in The Empire Strikes Back by what other character? Lando. Nope. <sighs> okay. I, 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 do I lose the point or? Leia. Oh, no. Leia, it is. Yep. All right. Neil got it. Neil got Holy three cow. points. Four questions and three to one. Do you, do you want to go to four week? I can give you one more. <laughs> Here, well, let, go, give me, give me one more. Don't make it easy. Don't make it easy. Give me one more for me to possibly redeem myself to keep the, to keep. Yes. You got your, you got your three, you win. I'm going to see if I can redeem myself and get two out of three. All right. I've got one on here uh, that had a 3% get rate when I, oh, geez. It oh yeah. Come on, bring it. So I, I think this must've been maybe one player got it right. Let's see here. Nearly a decade ago, a group of fans led by what te- uh, a group of fans led by what teacher created an edition of the original trilogy movies that are a high definition reconstructions of the original theatrical releases. Led by what teacher? Yeah, it was a teacher. He has a nickname as well, so I'll accept the nickname or the full name. Yeah, that, uh, too 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 rich for my blood. That. Um... Starts with an H, if that helps you guys. HR puff and stuff. I, do, I that one I don't know. No, too deep. So that is Harmy. So Peter Harmakek. Yeah, the name doesn't even ring a bell. I'm <laughs> Okay, that one. Yeah, maybe maybe too deep of a cut. I can that, that a... might be why it was only a three percent uh, get rate. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'll give you a forty-one percent here. Well, the, wait, wait. The name starts with an H. Does it have eight letters? Ends with an X. <laughs> no <laughs> inside joke for podcast oh, okay, audience. Okay. sorry um i'll give you one more david prouse and james earl jones the two actors who played and provided the voice of darth vader in the original trilogy uh respectively have both appeared in films directed by stanley kubrick i need you to name both of these kubrick movies i'm not a Ku- i i don't um, i'm not a kubrick guy but go ahead neil go ahead and uh, uh pour the uh pour the dirt on the grave I'm going to say um, Doctor Strangelove. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Can you name the other one? Um, I can't. Yeah. The, only, the only other cubic film that I can think of is Space Odyssey. No, 1971. It's no, about, I can't it's, think of it. It's got a fruit in the title. Oh, Clockwork, Clockwork Orange. Clockwork Orange. All right. Orange. That was it. That was it. <laughs> I didn't know James Earl Jones was in Clockwork Orange. 
Oh, I closed it here. It was uh, that he did. I closed it. It's gone. I can't remember the exact wording. That's yes, okay. He had, he had a part in Clockwork Orange. How how do people find you, Jay? So they can find me at uh, twitch.tv slash smartypintstrivia or smartypints.ca. Um, smartypints.ca is maybe a little easier to remember, but end of the day, all you really need to remember is that monkey, which is to my it left, I think. <laughs> it's oh, over yeah, there, yeah. That, 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 yeah. that monkey on the screen. Yeah, I think I'm pointing in the right. I'm looking at Twitch, but there's a delay. Yeah, you there we go. <laughs> Smartypints.ca. Right so uh, yeah, come check me out sometime, play some trivia, have some fun. And uh, thanks for having me on, guys. I think that was a lot of fun. Pleasure having you on. I wholeheartedly endorse uh, checking this guy out. He's a lot of fun. He's entertaining. You know, I I cannot say enough good things about Smarty Pines trivia. You guys (laughs) definitely play a game. Um, You know, if my if my time works out, you know, Tuesday nights after I finish the prep for GA Center, I'm probably lurking over at Smarty Pines trivia. Just saying, guys, stick around for uh, for the uh, replay of Helly and the Noob. And also we're going to be uh, doing Patreon's choice questions. If you are a Patreon, get those in now. If not, hurry up and uh, uh, redeem those channel points to get a question in the fourth segment. We'll be right back after these messages right here on the Escape Pod cast. The Escape Pod cast with Paul Anthony and Neil Andrew Ware. This is Micaeus. And I assure your privacy and confidentiality when using my remodding services. G'day legends, this is Heinze. Did you know Micaeus Modding Mayhem is the premier modding service for the game that we all love, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With some of the most affordable rates in the industry, Micaeus will remod your roster from top to bottom with continuous consultation with where to go from there. Micaeus has a 100% satisfaction guarantee and he has tons of additional services available as well, like a full cleanup of your mods, PvP plans and lots, lots more. Contact Micaeus today on Discord, all in lowercase guys, M-I-K-A-Y-A-S-0127. That's M-I-K-A-Y-A-S, number 0127, or hit up MicaeusMods at gmail.com. I fully endorse Micaeus Modding Mayhem, and you will too. Micaeus Modding Mayhem, the official remodding service of the Escape Podcast and the Escape Podcastaways Network. Does your guild want to tap into their full potential in Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes? Yeah! For as low as $1 a month per guild member, your guild can unleash the power of the game in ways you never thought possible. Track your arena movements, guild progression, and much, much more. Contact Shitty Bill and get one of his shitty bots on your server today. Just look for him on our Discord server and tag or message him for more information. The link for our server is below in the description. Shitty bots, don't let the name fool you. Did you know that if you signed up to become a Patreon, you could get tons of rewards? Force Ghost Scotty could do a roster review for you. Neil Andrew Air could share Grand Arena tactics. Or Paul could even help you get maximum stars in Geonosis Territory Battle. Ah, and you even get access into the after show. Sound good? Sign up to be a Patreon today. For as little as $2 a month, you could unlock a ton of potential content and also get closer to the hosts. Head to patreon.com backslash the escape pod to sign up. And now time for something completely shameless. It isn't always dangerous, newbie. 
probability that it is indeed dangerous Noob. is high, G3. You and your probability calculations. So cute. Probability calculations are a core function of neural processors, G3. Noob. And yours, if I'm not mistaken. Newbie, sometimes we just have to override our programming. Dangerous, G3. There's a reason we're each programmed as we are. Newbie. What? Beatbag. Well, there you are. Hey there, G3. I didn't realize Noob had company. Again. I, uh... Overheard y'all discussing dangerous probabilities and overriding programming. And, uh, let's just say I wanted to ask, <clears throat> what's the problem this time, noob? You know, it's become kind of our shtick for me to ask these questions. <clears throat> oh, don't mind me, Mr. Meepad. We were just enjoying each other's company. To always find a way to interrupt me when I have company over. What the fuck is that? Just making sure you're okay, noob. I hear your uh, weird conversations echoing through the halls of our ship, and I worry. So I poke my head in here just to make sure you're okay. Aw, newbie. He cares about you. And he's not the only one. <laughs> To answer your question, G3 and I were just discussing certain situations where, um, fans can act rather creepy when engaging with their favorite content creators. Oh, yeah. <laughs> discussing stuff. Yep, agreed. Noob, is there anything you need to get out in the open? You are my master, and G3 is a friend, and G3 is a girl. And, wait, wait, okay, okay. what I mean is, I have no need to hide anything from either of you. After all, we've established that G3 and I, wait, yes, we are friends. But, well, what I mean is, wait. Analysis system reset. Answer to Meatbag's questions loading. No, I am not hiding anything from anyone. Meatbag. You know... Sometimes, fans can act kind of inappropriately when interacting with the content creators they follow, noob. And things can sometimes get super cringe, especially if it's a guy fan fawning over a girl creator. Like G3 over here. But! And you guessed it. But! I got a short PSA. But! That can help you understand, bud. Oh, for the holy mother- This PSA is brought to you by... Hellenix. Hashtag shameless self-promotion. And today's sponsor, the Escape Pod Casts Merch Store, where you can now find items featuring the 2020 The Dystopian Year from Sullust Bingo Card commemorative logo. Want to commemorate the current year from hell? How better than to purchase your very own shirt or mug or mouse pad commemorating the zaniest year in history? Click on the link in the chat below to buy yours today. Now available on the Soul System. Acting inappropriately towards others on the internet. What is it? Why is it happening? And who stands to benefit? In this Swuggo PSA, we will explore creepy behaviors by fans towards content creators and the many myths that surround them. Nowadays, 
many folks follow, subscribe to, and interact with various content creators, live streamers, and Swuggle celebs on Twitch, YouTube, and other platforms. Engaging with the audience can be a great way for these creators to interact with their loyal fans. Unfortunately, some fans feel a need to take their fandom to an inappropriate place. Today we will try to navigate these muddy waters and determine what's an appropriate and more importantly, what's an inappropriate interaction and what could be done about it. We've all done it. We're following our favorite content creator from the greater New York City area, whose name has eight letters, beginning with an H and ending with an X. And we decide to post something to their live chat. We might post a simple, hello there, or we may interject some wisdom we've acquired. And yes, sometimes we even make a joke. All these are good interactions. But some folks, and yes, I'm looking at you, Randy, become a little too creepy with their interactions. If you've ever posted something, for example, even remotely approaching that you're thinking of finding out where your favorite live streamer lives because you feel a special connection to them and know that if you could just get a chance to meet them face to face, they'd fall head over heels for you. You're being creepy and you need to stop. Seriously. You see folks, both content creators and fans are normal folks just like you and me. And as such, they should be treated like regular old normal folks. And that means being polite, respectful, and more importantly than anything else, not creepy. So before you act inappropriately toward your favorite content creator, live streamer, or swuggle celeb, remember this. The last thing you want is a salty Spartan shoving his size 11 roach stomper squab your a- until the laces come out your nose. Seriously, stop DMing me pics. I don't want to see your what the hell's wrong with you. This has been Hellenics. Hashtag shameless self-promotion. For the Hellenic Swuggo YouTube channel and the Escape Pod cast merch store where you can now buy your very own 2020 The Dystopian Year from Solace Bingo commemorative item today. Now available on the Soul System. So, uh, I'm filling out the police report for, uh, that creep that keeps DMing us those dicks, but I don't know how to describe the, quote, nature of the harassment, end quote. Should I just write, he keeps sending us dicks? Oh, yeah, no, that's, that's much better. Hang on. Clearly suffering from... Wait, how exactly do you spell microphalatosis? So, do you see now, newbie? Wasn't that PSA helpful? <laughs> Once again, Hellenics. That PSA did not explain anything. Newbie's right, Mr. Meatbag.
Newbie is so smart. G3 is correct, Holanda. You realize. Exactly, what is going on here? He's right, Mr. Meatbag. I may be a galaxy famous live streamer with trillions of fans, but Newbie and I have known each other from before I made it big, and he has never been inappropriate to me. Although sometimes. I wish you would. Wait. Hey, uh, noob, blink red if you're uncomfortable with her presence, and I'll enact the TC-14 protocol. Blink blue if you want her to stay and you want me to go. What? You weren't gonna ask me to leave. Are you? Newbie? Oh, thank the Oh, newbie. I was worried we had another malfunctioning and destructive droid with feminine programming on our hands. Aren't Jesus be praised. <laughs> Remember that girl droid from season one of Hellie and the Noob? TC-14, huh, Noob? <laughs> she was something, huh? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? Am I right? No, Hellenic G3 is nothing like TC-14. I told you, G3 is... Friend. Well, if that's the case, and you two want some uh, privacy, I'll just head back to my quarters. G3, there's sci-fi movies loaded in the hollow tube, and fresh cans of motor oil in the fridge. Make yourself at home. And, uh, noob? Yes, Lennox? The door to this room stays open at all times, okay? But... That's not up for debate. Door stays open. Yes, Lennox. Now, you kids enjoy each other's company, and let me know if you need anything. Deuces, everyone! I thought he'd never leave. Now, where were we? We were discussing, uh, probabilities? No, you were just about to tell me who in the space hell TC-14 is. And welcome back to the show, ladies and gents. It is the end. We're on the bridge. It's time for Patreon's choice. That is very, very true. We are, uh, you know, we're first off, just want to say we are very, very grateful for each and every single one of you guys, especially for Fruit Ninja Mike, also known as Pete2204. Thank you for the raid. Yep, thanks um, for the raid, Pete. The, uh, Right as we're heading out uh, for for the third break. All right, guys. Um, th this may be this may end up short. We're gonna see. I'm gonna read off all the Patreon's choice questions, and if we have any that come in right before we end, I will try to get to them. It all depends. Number one, name a hobby that you have that most people aren't aware of. Um. <laughs> I make pom-poms. Uh, yeah, do you do that uh, that anarchy symbol behind you during the, uh, during well, the thing is made out of pom-poms? Yeah, I've got a lot more of them now. I've got some yellow ones. So I've got, I'm making mini ones. I'm making <laughs> mini ones to sell to anarchists. So dur during GAC, uh, during his GAC streams, check out his little anarchy palm. Um, for me, I collect rubber ducks. All sorts of different rubber ducks, including. I'm going to reach up in the in the rafters here of the Millennial Fulcrum. 
I have my Fallout duck. It's probably fading a little bit. Spoiler duck, but yeah, a little bit. He's fading. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite type of puzzle? If you're meaning um, just a little puzzle overall, I like what's called a pick cross or a nanogram. Um, it has numbers and you figure out based on the numbers on the side of the grid, what the picture is in the, in the grid. Me, I'm, I'm, I like jigsaws. A uh, thousand, thousand, one thousand piece jigsaws are my favorites. Which is the coolest looking Imperial Trooper in the films? Death Trooper, Rogue One. I'm, I'm old school Stormtrooper. You think that's the yeah. coolest looking one? It is, yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah, look, look the reason why, the, the, it's, it's not just me that think when you go, you know, at conventions, more people dress up as stormtroopers than any other type of imperial trooper. So they, they, like me, think that, you know, if I had a choice, if someone said you can have an imperial trooper costume to go to to go cosplay with, I would choose a stormtrooper. All right. For, for me, stormtrooper is cool. But coolest looking is definitely the Death Trooper. But the coolest, I could see, I could see Stormtrooper being the coolest. But the coolest looking is the Death <laughs> Trooper. So, I I'm not too far off from there. All right, here's the question that uh, JJ Manners made me go, ooh. Okay. If you woke up and Star Wars had never been made. Who would you get to direct and who would you get to play Luke, Leia, Han, Vader, and Obi? So Current starting year. over today, who's directing it and who's playing the leads? Oh, right. Okay. Um, oh, okay. So I would get, um, uh, so, so if, as far as I'm concerned, it'd have to be, um, it'd have to be, the director would have to be Greengrass. The direct, it'd have to be I'm sorry. Paul Greengrass. Okay. Have to be Paul, have to be Paul Greengrass. Um, I think the guy is just, yeah, he knows his stuff and his movies are incredible. Uh, I've not seen a bad Paul, Paul Greengrass movie. Um, and if we're talking about the cast, um, I would probably go with, um, oh, Wow. Ah, okay, so Luke needs to kind of start off a little bit naive, so maybe... Okay, while you're thinking about that, my director is Christopher Nolan. You'd go with Christopher Nolan. You, so you'd go with... Ba you, you're, you're, going with the, uh, you're going with Batman over... So you're going with the Batman director, and I'm going with the Bourne Identity director. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I wouldn't argue with that. I think Christopher Nolan would be yeah, an excellent... Dr. Jojo just said Nolan is the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> no, Nolan, Nolan's an excellent director. Uh, I, I have, uh, you know, nothing critical to, uh, nothing critical to say about him. Um, so I were, uh, who would I go acting wise? I would, God, it's difficult. It's tough because you need, you, you need someone to be able to pull off naivety. That, that you know, the naivety of the young... Uh, and 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 then oh, and then you need someone like you need okay. a, a female character that can a young female character that can pull off. So let let's you know I'm this. in charge and where she walks I'm, in the and she's I'm, in charge. You're probably going to hate me for this, but I can see 
you know, Mark Hamill was a nobody, right? Yeah. Mark Hamill originally was a nobody when he went into it. And he was a little dopey looking. I mean, he looked down the barrel of a freaking lightsaber, okay? <laughs> yeah. Don't think of this choice as in how he's typecast. Think of this choice as in the age. What about Michael Sarah? He he's could. right at that right age. He's in. Maybe, he has a little... the look. Yeah. You, you need someone that's going to age well as well. As you go, you'd need someone to be able to age well. You can't have a, a baby like because you get those actors that are, that are baby faced that just that's you know that you know they're they're, they're they're in their 30s and the 40s, but they still look like they're 20. You know, um, it's a tough one. That I mean, I think that the hardest one to cast would be um, would be Han Solo. I mean, it would. Um, because Princess Leia would require um, an absolute. Oh, see, I could, I could, I could work. I mean, I could go with an Amber Tamlin, but she, she, she's. I think she's just a little bit too old now. I think she's like late twenties, early thirty. You need, you need somebody really young. You need a, you know, a young eighteen to twenty-year-old actor and actress to do Luke and Leia to start with. I mean, Han Solo, you can just go with someone tried and true. What about the what about the girl from Kickass, Chloe Mort- Mor- uh, Moretz? Oh, she could, she could, she could do it. Actually, you know, she might, she might not be that bad. Yeah, she might not be bad. Actually, she could do it. Yeah, Chloe Moretz could right. definitely put so it who, off. Who do we have? Who do we have playing Han? Ah, that's just a, it's so Matthew tough. McConaughey comes to mind. I'm sorry. Oh, right. no. <laughs> no, but yeah, but he could you you could definitely have him doing Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> no, Obi Wan Kenobi mm. is somebody else. I haven't gotten to that yet. <laughs> yeah, um, Han Solo. I'm just thinking of I'm thinking of movies that I've recently seen. I'm trying to think of actors that I just think yeah, he's he's you know there's somebody with a little bit of. Uh, there's someone with um, charisma. If we're, if we're casting Vader today, including voice, Benedict Cumberbatch or keeping with James Earl Jones. Well, the, the voice wouldn't matter. James Earl Jones, you just get, you, he's still or, alive. Or so Dennis just- Hassert. <laughs> now, now oh. I, I tell you, so I, I know I keep saying that uh, Jason Isaacs, Jason Isaacs would be uh, would be a great Thrawn, but he would also be a great Tarkin. <laughs> he would be great as a he would be awesome right. recast as Tarkin. Are, are you ready? Are you ready for my Obi Wan? Oh, Timothy Oliphant as Han Solo. That would work. I think he passed away. Hang on. No, no, he hasn't passed away. All right, you ready for my you ready for my Obi Wan? Go on them. Jeff Bridges. Yeah, you're 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 yeah, yeah. no, I I watched Tron Legacy as well. Yeah, you're thinking Tron Legacy. And no, yes. I haven't watched Tron Legacy. Oh, have you not watched Tron Le- oh if you haven't watched Tron Legacy, watch Tron Legacy. It's got Jeff Bridges in it. He's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, no, that 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 could work. All that right. could definitely work. All right. And so playing off of that, 
Who would you cast to play Hondo if he ever came to the Mandalorian? Anthony Rapp. Um. Oh, who's the guy that played um? Ah, oh, who's the guy that played um? Smeagol in Lord of the Rings. I keep forgetting the actor's name. Andy Serkis. Andy Serk. And uh, yeah, Andy Serkis. Yeah, I think he would. Be, I think he would be good. So you would want a CGI Hondo? I would want what? Sorry. Andy Serkis has just played uh, uh, CGI characters mostly yeah. in the big franchises. So you'd want Hondo to be CGI. No, no, I don't. I, I'm not saying I would want him to be solely CGI, but you, you, um, uh, uh, you, you could easily put him in the uh, the makeup. I, I don't. I prefer. I, I, do, I don't like. I don't like it when they they make bipedal um, creatures CGI. I think it's it's better to have them like like Snoke um, you was know. entirely CGI. Huh. Snoke was entirely CGI, but yep. then again, you don't like the sequel trilogies. Yeah, I don't like the sequel trilogy. I think Circus could do it. I think Annie Circus play a real character. Geek Girl is true. He played a real character in Black Panther. He does do real characters. He he is a real actor. He's not just the, the you know a. Um, the premiere. I mean, he he is the go-to actor that Hollywood tends to go to for, for 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 the for the CGI. But that's just because he's been doing it for so long. And when Hollywood wants someone to play a one hundred percent CGI character, it's like you know, well, who's the best at the moment? And Sandy Circus, right. you know, the dude's All done right. it so many times. This this has been a really fun thing, and I'm sure we'll definitely carry this on in the after show. We'll get yelled at by some people. We'll get uh, we'll get praised by others. It was a fun exercise. Thank you, Patreons, for that. We'll see you in the after show on this one. Um, anything before we wrap it up? Let's try and get this. Uh, let's try and get this episode under uh, two hours. No, I'm good, mate. All right, guys, it's been a lot of fun. I personally, before I, before I do the usual wrap up, I want to thank everybody that has supported me, um, me personally in my search for the job that I agreed to start on December 1st. You guys have made my dream come true. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. You know, I know my head's getting cut off on the Twitch uh, episode. I'm, I'm backing down here a little bit. Guys, I'm so grateful for everything that you've done. Please accept this sincere thank you. Thank you, thank you. All right. Protect those that you love. Wear a mask. If if things are crazy, stay home. You know, don't uh, don't endanger yourself and others. Please be nice to each other, damn it. I love y'all. With that being said, Neil, push the button. You got it, mate. It's off for now, folks.
friends, this is Thaddeus from Going Nerdy. The Escape Podcast was filmed in front of a live studio audience full of tweaked out murder bears. Sit, boo boo, sit. Good dog. <laughs>